welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sasrikal, aloha, hola, ciao, and bonjour. It's really, really good to be with you again today. And guess what? We have a return guest because we had such an awesome time learning with her last time. And it's Teresa Paul, who is a business mentor and sales coach. So welcome back, Teresa. Oh, thanks for having me. I always enjoy our little chats. Indeed, indeed. And you know, last time, since you are a sales expert uh, and a sales coach, we sort of talked on a more like big picture level about sales and the sales process. And I thought it'd be really cool if we could dig into a more specific aspect of how we can make sales today. And I know one of the things that I love to learn about from you is the sales call. Um, Will you share more about that with us? Sure. So a sales call is just a process uh, that you can use to talk to people about your business, basically. The agenda and the intent is to get more clients, which we all are trying to do. Um, But it's a really great way for people to get to know you. You know that know, like, and trust factor. You can do that in one sales call where you might not be able to with just content or live video because you're answering questions that they really have. And so when I do a sales call, now I've had sales training, I've been in sales for over 30 years. So I know how to do a hardcore sales call, but that's not what I bring to my coaching because I don't like that style. So my sales calls are more of a conversation, right? Let's talk about it. Let's see if we fit. And if we fit, then maybe we can do business together. So I don't do any hardcore overcoming objections and I don't do any, um, you know, make them say no three times. I don't use any of those strategies because I really only want to work with people who are excited to work with me. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that also makes like a big difference. Um, I know, especially for a lot of women coaches, um, you know, we, we don't really drive with that more aggressive energy. And in fact, I know, like for me, the very thought of engaging in a sleazy kind of a sales call is like, it, it just makes me feel horrible and I don't want to do it. I don't want to be on the receiving end of it. And I certainly don't want to be on the giving end of it. Um, can you talk a little bit more about, about that? Yeah, so, so our society, especially Western society, has um, sort of been conditioned to, to that, that back and forth, that conflict type of sales call, mm-hmm. right? So when I was on sales calls, you know, I had, I had 
um, some, I can do whatever I want with the pricing. And so customers would push back and say, okay, I'll do it if you give me a thousand dollars off. Well, then that pushed me to say, you know, and so it got, you know, it got a little, um, a little, um, I don't know what I'm thinking about, but, but controversial, like right when they're trying to talk. And so I think we're conditioned to that. I think we're conditioned to really negotiate. And that's what a, what a hardcore sales call is. It's about negotiation because you want the sale. The whole goal is to get the sale, right? You get the money, you get the gold star and you get to eat tonight. That's sales. Well, in coaching and consulting and other expert type services, it's not necessarily about that. Now, don't get me wrong. I still want the sale. I still want the buy. Um, but but it, this is about me, my business, my my role in this and how I want to show up. And how I want to show up is I want to work with people who who I believe I can really help. Yeah. Right? Old school sales or offline sales is about working with anybody who would give you money, right? right? Whether you liked them or not, whether they were nice or not. And I don't intend to ever do that again. Yeah. And so that's why I structure it as more of a, you know, I still am going to talk to you about my business and I still am going to tell you why I'm a really good idea for your business but I leave it open for you to say yes or no, right? I don't make you feel like um, you're bad or wrong or stupid if you don't say yes to me, right? I just let you feel like maybe it's not the right time. And if you want to come back, I'm here. I love that. And I think another big aspect of, of that process is how you were telling me earlier that you're really upfront with people about your intentions when you get on that sales call with them, that you're clear with them, that it is a sales call. Right. So I, I always try to set an agenda with every conversation I'm having, but I want to be really clear that they understand that the reason they came to the call was to learn more about me and my business mm -hmm. and to see if we're a good fit. And so I want to confirm that with them so yeah. that once we start talking we're both on the same page because and i'm sure this has happened to you somebody says you know let's do a meet and greet chat or let's do a coffee chat and 10 minutes in they're trying to sell me right on their business and number one i'm not even a warm lead so they're wasting their time but number two i haven't given them permission to sell me anything it's just like in coaching right you have to have permission to coach someone i feel like you need to have permission to sell something right? And, and selling isn't a bad thing. I know it has a bad rep, but really how many things would you have in your home if somebody didn't sell it to you, right? Getting something really cool for money is a really good feeling. Yeah. Getting that new car or that new dress or that new haircut, you'll gladly trade your money for that feeling that you'll get. And you have to remember that other people feel the same way about your services, right? I'm a business coach and a sales coach. So if I can grow your business, if I say, you know, in, in 90 days, you'll have three to five new clients. Isn't that worth saying, okay, I'll trade my money for three to five new clients because that's going to make me more money. So you have to remember that's the dynamic that's going on. Not I'm pushing my agenda on someone, You're yeah. giving them the opportunity to grow through and transform through your coaching. Right. So that makes me think about there are situations when it might be best to use a sales call and when it's not. So for example, you already mentioned that if someone's not a warm lead, why are you starting to do sales talk with them? So when, when is it best to use a sales call? 
Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Hope you're getting value out of it. For your information, this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, the Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? Book a free Happiness 101 exploration call with me, your happiness expert, Samia Vano. Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. So, so I think I've talked about before, um, you've got your cold leads, which are people who have the potential to do business with you, but don't know who you are. Then you have your warm leads. And these are people that are getting to know you, getting to understand you and deciding if they want to do business with you. So it's a very internal process for them. Once that process becomes external and they start to ask certain questions, you know they're warming up and they're becoming a hot lead. If they start asking about what your program entails, if they start asking about pricing, if they start asking about, you know, other client testimonials from you, then you know they're in that hot lead. And remember, if somebody comes on a sales call with you, they're never a no. They're a maybe or a yes, right? So they're yours to lose at that point. So by being timid about it or, or not showing up fully, then, then you give them the option to say no. But if you show up fully because they're maybe you're a yes, then, then you stand a better chance of getting the business because they already want on some level to do business with you. That makes so much sense. And I think that's probably the biggest mistake that I made when I first started to try to use sales calls as um, you know my strategy for creating sales was that I would hop on calls with people where I wasn't always clear about the agenda and we had not predetermined that it was in fact a sales call and so I would always you know sort of have this I I felt insincere jumping on the call because I was like at the back of my mind I was thinking oh this might lead to a sale like I didn't I didn't intend to force anyone into a sale but I had that hope in my head that this might lead to a sale and at some point maybe I can find an opportunity to bring that up but because I had that going on in 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 my head and the back end but it wasn't an explicit sales call it sort of messed up my energy and I think people could feel that right so I was talking to a coach the other day and she kept using the word kind of like kind of, I kind of want people to know this and I kind of want to work with this. And I looked at it and I said, well, you're kind of not going to get any clients because if you're not sure about what you're doing, then they're not going to be sure. And so it takes practice for sure. You have to do a lot of sales calls, but I, I talk to people, I, this, the first conversation with them isn't usually a sales call. 
the first conversation with them is really getting to know them and allowing them to ask me questions to help them with their business. Because, you know, they need to feel like they're going to get a value from me. Now, if it turns to sales, I will be very clear. They say, well, how much is your program? I said, okay, great. If you're ready to talk about doing business together, then, then here you go. So I make sure that there's that middle agenda piece that says, from, I'm getting a buying clue from you. And so I'm going to tell you about my program. But that takes a lot of practice. But it, it's the same skills you use in coaching, if you think about it. You let them take the lead and they will tell you where the conversation is going. You just have to ask really great questions, right? And so they're there to possibly do business with you. You just have to ask them some really great questions. And you have to give them the time to accept that transformation, mm. right? So in the back of their head, if they're thinking this is a lot of money and I can't afford it, right? If you were doing coaching with them, you would talk about, okay, what's, what's going to happen in a year if you don't do this? Yeah. What are you going to do? That's a coaching question, not a sales question. And you allow them to think about it. Mm. So you can always default to those great coaching techniques in the process to get them thinking about what they really want to do. Yeah, that's an excellent, excellent point. Um, and I love that, that, that idea of, you know, like letting them lead the way in terms of where the conversation goes because then I just have to be a great listener ask great questions which I'm awesome at doing as a coach anyway so I can remain in my in my area of strength and skills that I'm really awesome at and I don't have to feel sleazy or anything that's awesome I love it no it's beautiful and the thing that I would tell you is to practice your clothes. And I use clothes as a sales term, but practice in the mirror, talking about your business and asking for the sale, because that's part of the process. And that's where people get nervous. Mm. That's where they start to either speak faster or slower, louder or quieter. They start to give the price and discount it right away. They get really nervous about that piece of it. So practice presenting it and then being quiet and giving them time to think. That's really super hard to do because you're thinking they don't want to do this. I need to say something, but you really don't. You really just need to give them time to think about it. Yes. And sometimes they need a day or two. Sometimes they need a month or two, you know, yeah. but you have, you put your best foot forward in what you have to offer. And when they're ready, you have to trust that they'll come back. I love that you mentioned the practice part because when I started working with my coach, that was one of the most important things that um, she helped me to do. She was like, okay, Samia, now I want you to practice just telling me how much your program is and then absolutely shut up. Not a single additional sound should come out of your mouth until I say something. It's hard to do. It's hard to do, especially if you're in that sales role and you're hoping to get the money and you're hoping to get the buy. You have to, you have to let them because I can convince you to buy something. I have the talent to do that. But if you're unhappy with it, now if, if it's a if it's a vacuum cleaner or a bicycle and you go away, that doesn't that doesn't affect me. But if it's my services and you really haven't bought into it in the first place. That is going to be a miserable relationship, right? That is going to be the hardest money you'll ever learn. So it's really better to let them come to you um, and trust 
that they will when when you're open and honest with them. Yeah, that's really awesome advice. Um, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering, like for people who are not familiar with using sales call as a strategy for creating sales in their business, um, what other options might they be using and, and how do you sort of um, compare the pros and cons? Because every any strategy that I might use um, as part of my sales process or marketing process will have some pros and some cons. And so what are the um, pros and cons of using the sales process? So when I'm trying to make a decision about whether to go with the sales pro uh, call as my process versus something else, um, how do I know that uh, in a given situation, the sales call would be the better option for me. Okay, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, so sort of the other option from, from a sales call is, is just a click to buy, right? You have a program, you present, you're a really strong writer or communicator or your videos are really strong and people will be convinced from that to click to buy. Um, the pros of that are, it doesn't take as much time. Sales calls take a lot of time and the, the closing ratio is probably pretty slim. You'll talk to a lot of people before you get someone to say yes, typically. Now, as you get better and you learn which people to talk to and how to, it gets better along the way, but there's a big learning curve on that. Um, however, on the click to buy, you don't get to answer questions. And if they have a misunderstanding in any way, then you don't get to talk to them about that and, and straighten it out for them or, or to, um, you know, fill in the blanks for them. So the kind of the rule of thumb is if, if your service is less than a thousand dollars, you can probably do a click to buy scenario, but if it's more than a thousand, you probably want to talk to your prospect. Um, and, and my rule of thumb is if I'm going to doing group or one-on-one -on -one coaching, I want to speak to them, right? Because I want to know that there's some sort of energy there that I can work with. Now, if they're just going to buy a product like a course or something, that doesn't matter. That's a click to buy scenario. So you have to look at your individual business plan and see how you have decided you're going to make your money from your business and then and then and try it in there. Now you might have two pieces, right? You may sell a course that you do a click to buy, but then you may sell a program with some coaching that you do some sales calls on. So, you know, and you have to just kind of have to feel it out. Either one takes a lot of expertise. That's if it. you are a click to call, you have to deliver really strong, concise, clear messages. Yes. And if you're on the phone, you have to have that confidence in who you are and what you do. And that gets eroded when you think about, again, like you said, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I might get this sale. It erodes your confidence and, and the way you um, talk about it. And yeah. so either one of those takes a little bit of skill and practice for sure. For sure. I agree with you. And, you know, interestingly, even though you do need to build up that sort of sense of confidence and so forth to go through a sales call process, I personally found that it was an easier learning curve to go through than getting 
all the click to buy stuff optimized into a point where it was actually working. In fact, in fact, to this day, um, it's like every time I have a new offer that I want to launch and I try to do it through the click to buy, it takes me way longer to figure that out than just getting on the phone with people and just starting to talk to them about it. Well, and the other disadvantage of the click to buy is you don't get the opportunity for other things, other kinds of collaboration like this, like doing podcasts or doing trainings or doing yeah. a workshop together. You miss that opportunity. Plus you miss the opportunity for future growth with this person. If it's a click to buy, it's a one and done and, and you're done with them. Chances of them coming back are pretty slim, but if they've spoken to you on the phone and you've given them value, they'll come back. I have people come back all the time and say, you know, I've done just a, whatever, a, a, a meet and greet call and they, and they come back and they say, okay, I need a little bit of help on this. Great. I'm happy to help because at some point my value is going to become to the level that it, that it is actually uh, monetized. Right. And so you have to remember a sale. Here's what everybody thinks. A sale happens either when you get on the call, on the call or you do a click call. No, a sale happens when you tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hi, I'm Teresa. And this is what I do. That's when it starts, right? It's a whole process. So you have to, you have to manage every step along the way. So when you do get them on the phone, they say, yes, I know you, I love you. I believe you can help me. Yeah. That's awesome. Talking about a process, is there a process to the sales call itself? I have a process. There's probably as many processes as there are salespeople, but I've developed a process specifically for coaches and consultants and, and this type of business. And, it, and it's more of a conversational um, method. So the first thing I do is I set the agenda, right? I, I tell them, okay, so, so we're going to be talking about my program or my coaching in this call, as you know, because that's why we decided to talk together. Um, and I'm going to find out a little bit more about you and your business because I'm curious and I want to know if, if there is an opportunity. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about my background, just so you know, I'm qualified to be your coach, you know, because that's pretty important. Um, and then I'm going to tell you, I'll give you an overview of, of what I do in my program. And this is the part where you can, you can either do some coaching, you can tell them about your pro program, you can do a testimonial, but you want to give them some information that hooks them a little bit further in. Oh, wait, let me back up a minute. So when they're telling you about their, their, their business, the two things you want to find out, and this is crucial, is why are they calling? What's their big why? And why now? What has happened that this thing that has been bothering them now needs to be taken care of? Because those are the two pieces of information you're going to use at the end. When they say, oh, I don't know, then you're going to say, remember, you said you're calling now because you need to build your business because you have kids going to college in two years and you need to make their college. So, so how are you going to get your kids to college if you don't do something like so remember that the why and the why now that's critical and then at the end of the, the part where i talk about my business i say now are you interested in hearing more would you like to continue you know talk about working with me and if they say yes then i go on and that's when i talk about the program and the pricing and what they get by working with me and the guarantee if i have one and then and then i just be quiet right i've given it all to you it's like a little buffet if, if you're ready that's great and if you're not but here's the key, always set a next step. 
even if they say, I'm not ready right now, I don't have the money right now, whatever it is, great, can I call you in two weeks? Can I call you in 30 days? Can I reach out to you and see how your business is doing? You know, can I look at your profile page and see how your audience growth is going? Always set a next step because you wanna keep that conversation going um, because they may come back to you or they may refer you or they may find a podcast for you or, or, or there's so many things that they can do for you. The more people that you, that you are sharing your business with and your energy with, the better chance you have of more people coming into it. Uh Uh-huh. And is this the point where you're thinking about setting next steps? If they choose not to go for the sale in that moment that uh, you can explore other things you can do with them, uh, as you were mentioning, like a different kind of a collaboration or, or, or something like that? It depends on where they are going. So for instance, I'm working with this gentleman and he said, oh, I cannot get any clients. And I said, okay, let's, let's, let's look at this a little bit. So I went to, he's only doing Facebook and he only had like 500 friends on his Facebook page. And I said, you need more friends, right? And I'm going to give you a strategy to build that. And he said, okay, can I wait till I get more friends? And so then I'll work with you, right? Because it doesn't make sense to work with you, but I don't have the friends. So I said to him, great. By the end of the month, if you have a thousand friends, right, let's get together and talk about how we can make that work for you. So you have to customize it for them, Uh right? I have another woman I've been working with for months. She just isn't ready, but she keeps the conversation going. She comes to my workshops and we talk. And so I'll continue to talk to her. And, you know, if it takes another few months, I mean, that's a few minutes every couple of weeks that I nurture that relationship, but I really adore her. And I, I like the relationship that we're building and who knows what might come out of it. Yeah, that's so true. And you know, the when you said customize it for them, that made me think about another thing that is really awesome about sales calls. And I think why there's an easier learning curve, so to speak, around them is that you know, when you have that click to buy stuff, uh, there's no room for customization. But when you're on the phone with someone and someone says, oh, this might not quite work for me or whatever, you know, you can, you have the opportunity to do a little bit of customization, whether it's in your offer or offering a different program or, you know, something like that. Like I remember one of my coaches, um, um, uh, he would say, uh, you could always like create a VIP day for someone. Like if you don't have an established program for what they need, you could offer them a VIP day where you just get to get together with them for a day and you work on with them on whatever their stuff is, um, you know, and it's all customized to them. So even if you don't have yeah, so that so that's like a huge benefit over that click to buy model. Well, and you just reminded me another huge benefit, even if you don't get the sale, is you get data. Mm. You get what people are saying and why they're not buying, and that gives you information on how to evaluate your, your program and decide if yeah. you need to change it. So um, I'm getting ready to do another workshop at the end of March. And one of the things I'm doing is I'm redoing the offer that I'm going to have at the end of the workshop. And so 
I looked at my old offer, but then I remembered that every time somebody comes into my Facebook group, I ask them what their biggest challenge is. So I went back to all of those answers and I looked at all of those challenges and then I picked from those as to what to talk about in my workshop because that's what people want, not what I think they want. And so all of that data is really good information for you to really hone your business and you don't get that with the click to click to buy. That's right. So it's like when you get on a sales call, have some pen or paper or something next to you and be taking notes. Yes. It's such valuable data. And don't be afraid to ask. If somebody says, no, I can't do it. Say, okay, I respect that. Can you tell me why? Just so I can make it better or I can get better at my sales call. People will give you information and, yeah. and help you to grow, but you have to be open to receiving it. Right. You can't get, you can't get mad and, 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 and start to be confrontational. Um, you have to be open to receiving it. And then you just thank them and say, thank you for that. It might be, they just don't fit your personality. Like I have a very, um, fast personality and I'm very forward driven. And if somebody said, no, I need somebody slower that, that can, you know, I, I'm not your coach, right? Because I can't slow down my energy. Once I have a vision for you, man, I, I want to move fast and I'm going to drag you with me. And so sometimes that's really it. It's just not a match with the energy. And that's good to know. So that when you, because if you start to speak to somebody who, you know, you're not going to match with, you can cut the conversation short, right? You can say, you're a lovely person, but I can tell our energy is not matching up here. So, you know, I have, I have another coach in mind for you, or here are some resources that you can use. I never send somebody away empty handed. I always give them resources or freebies or links or something to help them move forward. Um, but, but don't waste your time with people who are not going to be a good fit for you because it's just, it's not in the end, it's really not worth it. Yeah. That's another excellent, excellent point. And another something that you cannot do in the click to buy model, you can't figure out if that person's a good match or not. Right, right. And it doesn't matter. And what if they're a really good match and they're they're destined to be a client forevermore, right? You're never gonna know on the click to buy model. Yeah. I'm a people person. I connect with people. I love people. I love conversations. So sales calls really, they make me happy. Yeah. Right. And so, but I've done them for years and years and years and years. I didn't like them in the beginning because I was horrible at them. Right. Everybody said no, because I basically asked them to say no. Um, so it does take practice, but I, but I often said, I just did a post about this. I, I'm an introvert and I, you probably can't tell, but I am. And so when I started in sales, I thought I was crazy. Why would I get into sales when I really am scared to talk to people? But I have another trait that overrides that is I am stubborn. And if I put my mind to something, I make it work. And that's what I did. And so for 30 plus years, I honed my sales, even though I was horrible in the beginning. I mean, really horrible. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it's just about finding that um, right way for you to engage in any process. I remember this was like another really, really amazing life changing moment actually for me. I was at a, a sales training and my coach, he did this. He has this very outgoing energy as well. And so he was demonstrating uh, making the clothes 
in his normal way but then he was like for those of you who have that quieter energy or who are introverts you can still do this let me show you how and he just totally completely switched um like the his expression his tone of voice and he started talking in this like really gentle way and he was still saying pretty much the same things but just his manner his tone changed and suddenly i could see myself saying those things and and doing that process because suddenly like that energy um matched with what i could see for myself you know oh that was right. i still think about that and i so appreciate my coach doing that in that moment it, it truly changed my my life in in terms of opening my eyes to the possibilities for myself right well and in a lot of sales people you know um it, it's a it's a job it's an act it's a role for them yeah. well in in what we do it can't be you mm. have to sell authentically yeah. like you you have to sell the way you coach because yeah. that's what people are expecting right yeah. and so if i came on hardcore and sold you and then i coached in a different way it's confusing That's right or if i'm a laid back coach and you think okay this person's laid back and then i come at you with my you can't it has to be authentic and they have to read that in you and so if someone says no here's the most important thing don't take it personally don't think that you're bad or wrong don't think your program's bad or wrong it may have nothing to do with you you just have to in in sales we say you know the only thing you can say is next right who am i going to talk to next because that's the only way that you can move the sale forward you can't stay and wallow in that space and it's and it's hard because it's very personal what we do right i'm very vested in helping people like i want to make sure that they get everything they can and so when they don't see that you know i kind of get my feelings hurt but you can't because you have no idea what's going on in their life or or their situation and you just have to let them know that you're still available if and when they ever want your support. Thank you for that. Uh and on that wonderful amazing empowering note, I'm going to wrap up for today, but again just so much I want to thank you Teresa for sharing all your wisdom. I for sure love your energy. I love your spirit. I can feel your heart in really wanting to help people. And um for uh, for those of you who are listening, for going to for sure for sure add Teresa's links in the show notes and make sure you check those out. Click on that link. get in touch with Teresa I'll also drop my links in there in case you want to get in touch with me um but yeah that's basically it for now and until we connect next time I wish you lots and lots of peace and joy thank you Sevia